2: quiet the conversation. She's coming in 1230 flights. The moonlit wings reflect the stars that guide me towards salvation. I stopped an old man along the way, hoping to find someone.
1: And welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, coming to you from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Worldwide toll free, 1 800 610 7035. Email XONE at XONE dot com on MSN Messenger, exxonradiotv at hotmail dot com, and our website, www.xoneradiotv dot com. My guest this hour, ExoNation, is Judy Carroll. Judy was born in Queensland, Australia in 1952 into a family of Creole, English, and Romani, which is Gypsy. Uh, is her heritage, a participant in ET context since early childhood, Judy feels strongly that this unique blend of cultures helped her to assimilate ET encounters into her daily life. Judy left high school at 15 to pursue a career as a professional flamingo dancer, featuring, uh, following in the footsteps of her grandfather. During a 1983 encounter with ETs, she was instructed to study Reiki. She spent several years as a practitioner before completing the master level, which qualified her to teach. Now, she also teaches Kijong and Tai Chi. And Judy's lifelong encounters with greys or zetas, have given her deep insight into the field of ET human contact. At 30, she had a fully conscious daytime encounter in which she recognized the visitors as family. In 1995, during an encounter at a sacred site in England, the visitors asked Judy to write two books, one about her contact experience and the other about sharing the Zeta's perspective of Earth human reality. Human by Day, Zeta by Night is the story of the greys and their connection to us. In 2000, she coincidentally met Helen Kay, with whom she co-authored the Zeta message. Judy also wrote, looking through the eyes of love and looking through the eyes of wisdom. Joining me now from Australia is my guest this hour, Judy Carroll. And Judy, welcome to the X-Zone.
0: Thanks very much, Rob. It's lovely to be here speaking with you.
1: Uh, tell, uh, tell me, uh, what was it like the first time that you had an ET encounter?
0: Well, my encounters began right back in my childhood, mm-hmm. um, so I don't have a very, very clear recollection of them. Um, the main one I remember is when I was about three years old, being taken by the hand by a tall female person mm-hmm. and walking up to the end of our street, um, A screen image was actually put into my mind, or I created a screen image myself, to make me believe that I was being taken on board a train. Mm. Um, And after that, I I, I actually thought that this being was my grandmother. We had my real-life grandmother living with us at the time. And I asked her several times afterwards, Oh, Nana, can we go back on the train? And she always used to say, I've never taken you on the train. It must be a dream. And it took me quite a while to get my head around this because it was mm-hmm. such a clear memory, um, actually boarding this train and the excitement and, and how much I enjoyed it. I wanted sure. to go back again and, and do it again. Um, and it wasn't until many years later when I started uh, opening my conscious up, conscious mind up more fully to the uh, data reality that I came to realize it was actually a screen image of being taken on board a disk.
1: You and I have to take a 2 minute commercial break. This is going to be an exciting hour exonation. Once again, my guest this hour from Australia is Judy Carroll. Two websites: www.thezetamessage.com. That's www.thezetamessage.com and www.ufogreyinfo.com and grey is spelled g r e y. That's u f o g r e y info. Dot com. My name is Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon, a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern on the Talkstar Radio Network, Exxon Broadcast Network, UK High Definition Radio, Euro High Definition Radio, Star Cable, and our land, terrestrial radio stations, AM, FM, satellite, and cable right around the world. I'll be back on the other side of this two-minute Commercial break with Judy Carroll talking about ET contacts this hour here in the Exxon.
2: strange lady
1: nation uh, Judy Carroll is my special guest this hour once again her two websites www.thesatamessage.com and www.ufogreyinfo.com and don't forget grey is spelled g r e y so that's www.ufogreyinfo.com Judy before we went to the commercial break you were telling us about this uh, about the first day uh, first encounter that you had as uh, you were able to uh, recall um, you know you you thought that your grandmother had taken you on a train when actually you were taken aboard a disc now I understand you also had an experience that you can vividly recall that happened when you were about 15 years of age
0: Yes, Rob, um, I certainly can. That was actually quite a frightening one. Mm. Um, I'm aware that people do go through a lot of fear um, in yes. their contact, particularly with the Zetas. Um, the idea is, is once you can open your consciousness up and move past the fear, um, mm-hmm. there's a whole new wonderful world on the other side. But I have been there and done that, so I understand it. Um, what actually happened, when I was 15, I um, woke one night in paralyzed state that people often talk about in connection with contact experiences um, where you're lying there awake consciously Mm -hmm. but your body is asleep and you cannot move a muscle Um, you're trying to call out to someone to to help you and you just can't get the sound out of your mouth Um, and I was aware of the doorknob of the room turning Um, so I was lying there unable to move with this doorknob turning thinking someone was breaking in from the outside or something um, and it took me actually again quite a few years before I came to realise that yes, it was an encounter experience because I was in an altered state. Mm-hmm. Um, after a while, I actually blanked out. I had missing time involved, and I woke the next morning um, hardly even remembering. It took me some time for the memory to come back.
1: How did the memory come back? Did you go under hypnosis?
0: Uh, no, no, I've never undergone hypnosis. no, okay. it just slowly sort of comes, it comes up to the surface, it mm-hmm. sort of percolates to the surface after a while, and I remember, oh my God, lying there and this this door knob turning
2: yeah
0: um <laughs> but as i say i I understand now that um it was it was sort of the first uh-huh. of a number of experiences I've had in which um <laughs> to put it in simple terms, my energy system was upgraded upgraded to a higher megabyte capacity. Using computer terms describes this very well, and it was in preparation um, for this work that lay ahead in receiving these messages and teachings, which I have had all my life.
1: Why do you think you were chosen?
0: Um, I do know that I have a very close connection with the Zeta Soul Group. Um, I'm certainly not the only one down here. Mm-hmm. Um, there are others also carrying this work out. So you know, it's not an exclusive club. Um, some, I think, maybe haven't come into full conscious awareness. Um, we're at different levels of awareness of what's going on.
1: How do you, Can you identify each other? Do you connect with each other?
0: Um, so yes, several people I have. Really? Yeah.
1: Tell me, how did you meet Helen Kay, the co-author of the, the Zeta message?
0: Okay, Uh, I was introduced to Helene in the year 2000 by a mutual friend Mm -hmm. when uh, her family began undergoing some seemingly very frightening contact experiences. Uh, The children used to wake in the night and find black-clad figures standing in the corner of their rooms. There were flashing lights showing through the skylight in their kitchen. Uh, they heard beeping noises that had no um, obvious source. Mm-hmm. One night, a mysterious dog suddenly appeared in their lounge room and ran into the bedroom of their younger son, Ben, um, who was also going through a lot of night terror experiences in which he would go into a deep trance state. Um, they actually contacted this mutual friend who happened to be my Reiki teacher, and um, he went and did a Reiki cleanse on the house thinking that that would help and it actually made the um, activity worse. So he then contacted me and described to me what was going on and um, by the description of the figures Mm -hmm. and the fact that the the Reiki had actually made the activity worse, I uh, guessed that it was ET activity because in fact the Zetas and I believe all ETs absolutely love Reiki energy because it's such a positive energy source. And um, I heard from Helene the next day and we spoke at length and I reassured her, tried to help her through the fear factor and we stayed in contact and eventually her older daughter, Kira, who would have been 12 years old at that time, managed to move past the fear barrier and established fully conscious contact with one of the tall Zetas that she came to know, know as Oris.
2: Hmm.
0: And Auris um, became then a very... Um, An interesting part of our lives and uh, a lot of information was given through this young girl.
1: Now, you both believe you were friends as Zetas in previous lifetimes. How did you come to that conclusion?
0: Yes, well, this was very interesting because the very first time that Helene contacted me Mm -hmm. by phone, I immediately recognized her energy signature and I had never met her down here physically. Right. Um, But straight away, I recognized that energy signature. And I was very, very suspicious straight away that we'd known each other um, in the past. And it turns out that we actually um, spend quite a lot of time together working. How it, the term we use, upstairs, on the DISC.
1: Tell us about the DISC.
0: Okay. Um, the DISC is actually a living entity, and it's operated by a crew who access life force energy that is a motivating energy uh the discs aren't run by rockets or fuel or, or anything like that it's purely energy mm-hmm. and the crew place their hands on like a control console and channel this energy through rather like we do down here in reiki only we do it on a much much smaller scale um they of course are able to access a huge amount of energy. Um, All the crew members are attuned, or I should perhaps say the disk is attuned, to the energy frequency of all the crew members. So it's almost like they're the brains and the nervous system of the disk, but the disk itself is a living entity.
1: Sounds like a symbiotic relationship.
0: Yes, yes.
1: Um, I'm trying to understand the, the correlation between... The ETs and Reiki, uh, you said that they like the positive energy yep. that is associated with Reiki. Does this mean that they actually live off of or they thrive the the positive uh, energy that, that Reiki people expel?
0: Yes. Well, Reiki energy is basically, the term we use is universal life force energy. It's mm-hmm. like God energy, source energy. Okay. Um, And when a person's attuned to Reiki, um, we're actually um, able to access this energy and pass it through our body. It's sort of almost like a tap being turned on. It's Mm -hmm. an automatic process. Now, this is a very high-frequency energy. We're talking about um, higher-frequency dimensions here. Um, To the ETs, everything is to do with energy. They're not very much into physical existence at all. They've more or less moved past that, particularly groups like the Zetas. So... They relate to everything in the universe as energy. So a very high-frequency energy, such as healing energy, um, Reiki, um, or any other sort of form of energy like that, they can really relate to it.
1: Would this then mean, in your opinion, that people who participate in Reiki would be ideal candidates for contact?
0: Yes. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, It's quite interesting because both Helene and I teach Reiki and Mm -hmm. um, on a number of occasions people who have come to us to learn uh, to actually do Reiki themselves and have gone through the attunement process, they've then started having um, quite positive ET encounter experiences. In several instances um, there were people who were scared but once they were attuned to to the Reiki energy, it's mm-hmm. like it tuned their energy system up to a higher level, and they were able to understand more fully what was going on.
1: So I would imagine that what we can assimilate, what we can compare that to, is that the Reiki energy puts both parties into perfect sync, where communication can be established in a positive manner.
0: Absolutely, Rob. Yes, gotcha. that's a very, very good way of putting it.
1: Gotcha. Now, what is the main thing that you learned from the ETs, uh, Judy? And do you have any messages that you'd like to pass on to the worldwide audience of the exo Nation?
0: Yes, look, absolutely, Rob. There's there's so much information, uh, which of course is is available in our books. Mm -hmm. Um, The main, there's three things that the the Zetas have taught us. A is to look at everything, universe, etc., in terms of oneness, that we're all one. uh, We have the same source energy flowing through all of us, whether we're from planet Earth or we're Zetas, Pleiadians, whatever. Mm -hmm. The other message that they want to get across is for humans to always remember and bear in mind that all of us are immortal spiritual beings. We're not just a physical body. We um, are multidimensional beings. This is an extremely important thing to understand, which helps us pass the fear. They also want people to try and look at things in a deeper way. We we down here tend to look at things on the shallow surface level, but everything is multidimensional. Um, to sum up very quickly in a few words what um, we've been taught, mm-hmm. we've been taught to understand the universe in terms of oneness, yes. to understand the universe in terms of energy, and to understand ourselves in terms of oneness and energy, thus enabling us to choose love over fear.
1: Judy uh, Carroll is our special guest to this hour, ExoNation. We're talking about her contact, with ETs. We're talking about her book that she wrote with Helen or Helene Kay, entitled The Zeta Messages, I believe. The Zeta Message. And um we're talking to Judy from her home in Australia. If you'd like to contact Judy, if you'd like to learn more, here's a couple of websites. www.thezetamessage.com That's www.thezetamessage.com and www.ufogreyinfo.com Now, grey is spelled G-R-E-Y, so that's info. Dot .com and uh, we've got to take our news break right now Judy we'll come back and talk more about this fascinating subject thank you very much for joining us it's a great pleasure talking to you Exonation I'll be back on the other side of the news as we continue our investigation into the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here in the X Zone from our studios in Hamilton Ontario Canada with yours truly Rob McConnell don't go away
2: My name is Michael Telstar, Canada's leading mentalist from Toronto, Ontario. My name is Blinda, and you're listening to my dad, Rob McConnell, on the X Zone.
1: This is Psychic Dorothy from St. Catharines, and you're listening to Rob McConnell.
2: Hello, my name is Holly Reeves, an astrologer from Astro for You, and you're listening to Canada's number one paranormal radio show, The X Zone with Rob McConnell.
1: Welcome to the X Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. And welcome back, everyone. Judy Carroll's my special guest this hour. She is the co author, along with Helen Kay, of a very interesting book. Great book for Christmas time, by the way, Explanation. The Zeta Message. Two websites www the zetamessage.com and www.ufogreyinfo.com that's u-f-o-g-r-e-y info.com judy thanks very much for joining us and um, for sharing this fascinating story tell me how did you feel writing about the book what inspired you to write the book
0: Well, my inspiration came, uh, Rob, from a request by the Zetas. Mm -hmm. Um, As you mentioned in the introduction, um, I had a very interesting contact experience over in the UK in 1995. And uh, it was during that um, contact experience that I was asked to write a book. Um, So many people who have contact with the grades complain that they can't communicate or they won't communicate. Um, And in actual fact, the difficulty is, again, to do with vibrational frequency. People need to be in the right brainwave state to be able to um, access data communication. And so the suggestion was made that I write a book um, that actually approached the subject of human ET contact from the ET perspective, because all the books up until then had been written from the Mm -hmm. human perspective. Um, And this is how um, our um, book, Human by Day, Zeta by Night, came to be. Um, It's actually a compilation of the first two books, uh, Looking Through Eyes of Love, Looking Through Eyes of Wisdom. These two have been put into a book um, called Human by Day, Zeta by Night. uh, Quite a bit has actually been added (laughs) since the two have been brought together.
1: So basically, you wrote the Rosetta Stone for E.T. Human Contact.
0: Well, that's a very nice way of putting it. (laughs) Yes, the book goes into a, a huge amount of detail. Um, it's, a, it's actually a docudrama, um, in a way based on our non-fiction book, The Zeta Message. Um, but it contains a huge amount of information, basically all the information that I've received through my lifetime of contacts um, all the teaching and messages I've received. Mm-hmm. Um, some of it I feel more comfortable um, producing it as, as fiction. Um, it's not fiction, it's, it's actually a true story, but some of the um, information is a little bit controversial and it might sit a little bit more comfortably with some people um, to read it as a fiction book. Um, also, it's been put together as a nice, easy read for people who aren't even necessarily interested in the e- subject of ETs. It's just a nice book to read.
1: Do do the Zetas or any other extraterrestrial faction that may be visiting this planet, do they pose a threat to the safety of the planet and to us humans?
0: Oh, absolutely not, Rob. Um, There is negative interference, but it's coming from right down here. Mm. Um, But not the off-planet ETs. They're trying to help us through, basically.
1: Help us through what? Sorry? Help us through what?
0: Well, the fear that so many of us seem to spend our lives in. um, Humans are coming up to a point with the shift in 2012 where Mm -hmm. our whole planet is actually stepping up to a higher vibrational frequency. Um, So we as humanity need to step up with it. Um, And this is this Armageddon thing that they speak about in the Bible. And basically what it is, is making a choice between love and fear. Um, All of human evolution is, is hinged on this choice, we can either choose love or we can choose fear. And the problem is down here because of um, the fact that so many humans aren't open to the fact that they are multidimensional beings, mm-hmm. that you know they're an immortal soul, um, they have the power of God within. We've been dumbed down and disempowered for so long. So many, many people do live in a state of fear. Um, and this is what the ETs are trying to help us through.
1: Why don't the ETs just make themselves known to everyone here on this planet at once with a with a, a landing in Washington, Ottawa, Moscow, <laughs> London? London <White> House lawn. <laughs> right, why why don't they do that?
0: Okay, well the problem is I they would probably cause more fear. Um can you imagine the panic that would happen if that occurred? Also, the contact experience, um, particularly that with the Zetas, is very much tailored to the individual because each person um, carries fears and things from past lives, like a lot of what I call baggage Mm -hmm. from past lives. And a lot of the contact experience with the Zetas is actually um, the process of bringing this buried um, mind stuff baggage up to the surface to be cleared. Um, And this then enables the person to move past their fear into love on the other side. We talk about them moving past the fear barrier. Um, And, of course, this is a very individual process for everyone because, I mean, we've all had different past life experiences um, it can also be extremely traumatic, and this is why a lot of people have trouble with the greys, because it is a rather intimidating process, but it is good for our growth in the end. It's like, it's like as if you have a, a deep-seated infection in the body and a hot poultice or something is put on to draw it to the surface so it can be cleared. That's basically what the contact experience with the Zetas is about.
1: Well, let me ask you this then. What is the difference between the Zetas and the greys?
0: Yeah, they're basically exactly the same group. Um, some people call them rays, some people call them Zetas In actual fact, they've moved beyond any planetary uh, Like a, They're not a physical planetary group now They have been in the past mm-hmm. um, They've been resident on many different planets Including the Zeta system um, But they've now moved past the need for physical um, uh, manifestation
1: when was, so, the la- when was the last time you had contact with the Zetas?
0: Oh, I'm basically having contact continually Really? Um, Just, yeah, yeah. Sometimes I remember, sometimes I don't.
2: Mm -hmm. Um, If
0: I come back without a memory and I'm meant to remember, then something happens. I read something in a book or I have a mark on my body or something just to remind me.
1: Interesting. Truly interesting. How many people do you think are contactees on this planet who... Oh, have a thousands. story inside of them that, but they're just afraid of the sociological ridicule that they yes, keep the story yes. inside.
0: Yes, many, many thousands. Um, some are consciously aware, some mm-hmm. aren't. One of the main messages that the Zetas give to people um, during the contact experience is it's time for you to wake up. And that what they may, what they mean by that is it's time for you to wake up more consciously, um, as opposed to being forgetful, as we are. I mean, as as humans down here, we can only access about 10% of our potential conscious mm-hmm. awareness. This is linked into the 10% of our DNA that's active, and now it's time for us to start opening up two more.
1: Is there a connection between some of the Zetas and the so-called men in black?
0: Yes and no. Um, (laughs) The tall Zeta teachers do dress in black um, Mm -hmm. for a very specific reason, but at the same time there is negative um, interference going on down here um, with the men in black who menace people. They're not Zetas, they're different.
1: You know, it seems like the men in black have fallen off the face of the earth because over the past Eight nine years, I haven't heard any report of activity uh, no. being being uh, being reported by Men in Black.
0: No, no, there's certainly yeah. not as much as there used to be. I actually believe that they are, they are a sort of an ET hybrid type being that's been created mm-hmm. down here using genetics from the real ETs, but certainly not done with their permission. So why so is, it, is why why
1: sorry? is it why is it that The greys, then, according to several reports, seem to appear to be robotic.
0: Okay, this is a very interesting um, subject. I could talk for hours on this. Um, the the greys, or the, what I call them, I call them the guardians. So mm-hmm. the guardians, greys, zetas, whatever you want to call right. them. They've, as I've mentioned before, they've actually moved past the need to mm-hmm. manifest in physical form. Um, what people don't understand is that the universe is far more vast than just the physical universe. It's multidimensional. So there are many, many layers of the universe beyond the physical. Right. Now... Okay, now the the greys or the the guardians have manifested physical lives on a number of planets, um, and now they've moved beyond this need to be um, physical, but. Because some of them are carrying out physical tasks on planets such as Earth, mm-hmm. they actually, they're actually they just a pure soul consciousness, but they clothe themselves in a what they call a container, which can be like an artificial or semi-artificial container, which is basically like our body. Our body is a vehicle as well. I mean, we're a soul consciousness in truth. We're not our body. Um, And this is what the Zetas do. They use these semi-artificial, artificial artificial containers to carry out physical work on a physical planet. And so, therefore, they can sometimes appear slightly sort of robotic, um, but they're not robots because the consciousness is pure God consciousness, the same as our consciousness.
1: Who do the Zetas report to about their activities that they're conducting here on this planet and their interaction between themselves and uh, humanoids?
0: Okay, well, um, there's not quite the, there's not the racial thing up there that there is down here. Um, everyone works together in those higher dimensions. Mm-hmm. The, the Zetas are actually assistants to the beings that people down here think of as angels, who are, who are right up in very, very highly evolved beings. Um, so the Zetas work in unison with them. Um, they also work with other ET races. So everyone just works together up there. There's not all the divisiveness as there is down here.
1: I don't know. I find it a little intrusive to know that there are alien entities out there who may choose to communicate with me without getting my
0: permission. Well, in actual fact, again, this is where the fact that we only have 10% conscious um Uh, awareness down here on planet Earth. Those of us who are interacting with genuine ETs have given permission um, before we actually reincarnated into this life. So yes, full permission is given.
1: You said genuine ETs, are there... Yes. What's the difference between a genuine ET and a non-genuine ET?
0: Well, there is a group down here that are using mind-control techniques to, to basically fake ET encounters. So, yes, there is some um, interference from down here.
1: (laughs) Now, when you say down here, who do you think is responsible for this?
0: Uh, There is a group down here on planet Earth. Who? Um, Well, I call them the controllers in my book, um, Human by Day, Zeta by Night. I refer to them as the controllers.
1: How do you know that?
0: Um, Well, I've received quite a lot of teaching on it from upstairs.
1: (laughs) Is there any way that you can validate the existence of the ETs?
0: Um, well, basically, so many people have had experiences. Um, no, but so I mean, people...
1: I, not what I mean is how can you prove to me that what you're saying about the ETs is real and not just fiction?
0: Right. Well, that's a very hard question to answer because, um, I guess. People have come forward with proof of, of markings on their bodies, etc. Well, sure, but um, uh, you
1: you would agree, and you have said this that there are, you know, there there are those people who fake these so-called encounters for yeah. their own personal gain. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: So how do how do we, the public, differentiate between those who have had real encounters? And yeah. those who haven't had encounters but claim they have so that they can make a couple of bucks.
0: Yeah, okay, Rob. Now, that is a good point. Um, I actually bring this up in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, when, Whenever you're discussing the subject or reading a book on it or anything, you always try to link into the underlying energy behind the message. Is the message love or is it fear? If the message is coming from a fear angle then you can just about guess that there's some sort of interference in there because the real ETs aren't into that. So that's a good good benchmark.
1: All right. Let me ask you this then. Yeah. If the ETs are not into scaring people, why don't they just make themselves known so that everyone would once and for all have the proof that they, in fact, are really here, and they're not a figment of people's imaginations.
0: Okay, well, the thing is, is because um, that's an intangible proof. Um, What they're trying to do, they're trying to open us up to deeper uh, layers of our consciousness beyond the physical. But don't you Um, think they'd
1: have better success by showing us the existence rather than teaching us a philosophy to open the the porthole?
0: I, I believe there has been quite a few um, encounters where there has been physical proof and physical evidence, hmm. from what I understand.
1: You and I have to take our final break. Please stand by, Carol. Exonation, uh Judy Carroll, I'm sorry, is our <laughs> special guest. Two websites, com. that's www.thezatamessage.com, and www.ufo.com grayinfo.com that's U-F-O-G-R-E-Y info.com Judy and I will be back on the other side of this commercial break as we continue here in the x investigating claims of the paranormal and claims of the world of parapsychology from our studios in beautiful Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. Hup! Nation, Judy Carroll is my guest this hour. Here's a couple of websites, www.thezetamessage.com and www.ufograyinfo.com. And don't forget, gray is spelled G-R-E-Y. What is your take on crop circles? And what do the Zetas say that the crop circles are, Judy?
0: Okay, um, Rob, yes, the crop circles are for three reasons. Again, many things with the Zetas are for three Mm -hmm. reasons. Um, Firstly, they're transformative in that they're symbols, rather like Reiki or universal symbols. So they're assisting the planet in the the shift that's coming up and helping people to move through that shift, which is why some people get various reactions inside a genuine crop circle. Um, They're also a form of communication. Um, Scientists have put messages out there um, through the SETI program and complain they don't get an answer back, so the crop circles are the answer, or an a, a answer, I should say. Um, the crop circles are also educational in that many of them take the form of different galaxies and star systems.
1: Interesting. What What is the final message you'd like to leave with the Exo Nation tonight, Judy?
0: Okay, well, the main message that I would like people to link into is to try to link into love rather than link into the fear-mongering that's going on down on this planet continually. Um, Love is the answer, and it's love that will bring this planet through in a positive light.
2: And
1: I guess my final question for you tonight is, what do most people often want to know about ET contact?
0: Uh, Well, basically why it's happening Um, and it is an evolutionary step for humanity, transformative and and evolution.
1: That brings me to a a sub-question then. What is going to happen to the religions of the world when E.T. presence is actually accepted by the masses?
0: Well, as far as I understand, um, most of the religions will be able to accept it because of the fact that the ETs um, also acknowledge a central God force that they they call source or oneness. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that probably religion will be able to incorporate it.
1: What do you think is going to happen on December the 21st, 2012? We've got about 40 seconds for that answer.
0: Okay, well it's the beginning of uh, moving up to a higher vibrational frequency, so I don't think it's going to be a big bang thing overnight, it's going to Mm -hmm. happen gradually.
1: So people will not have to worry and they should keep paying their mortgages and pay all their bills.
0: Absolutely. <laughs>
1: Quickly, Judy, give our listeners your two websites, please.
0: Yes, it's seasonmessage.com and ufograyinfo.com. Gray spelled G-R-E-Y.
1: Judy, I want to thank you ever so much for joining us. It's been a delight talking to you. I wish you, wish you much success and also extend my thanks and my best wishes to Helene Key.
0: Thank you very much, Rob. It's been a
1: pleasure. Take care, Judy. Exonation once again, Judy Carroll has been my guest this hour. We've been talking about The Zeta Message, two websites, www.thezetamessage.com. That's www.thezetamessage.com. And www.ufograyinfo.com. Don't forget, gray is spelled G-R-E-Y. So that's www.ufograyinfo.com. Com. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news at six and a half past the hour as we continue here in the X Zone from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. My name is Rob McConnell. Don't go away.